this is Ninja Vella Color Podcast. I'm your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. Today is Sunday, April 9th. The Braves are losing on national TV on ESPN. So let's go ahead and get this started. On this episode, we're going to talk about the NFL Draft. The NBA Playoffs are starting. The Braves are back. The Mandalorian Scooby-Doo episode. Um, why is it hard to ask what you want in a relationship without offending people? Also, if you asked your woman to marry you and she said no, what? Would the relationship be over? And has women's college basketball arrived? Yes, this is the Ninja Rover Color Podcast. Rate us, review us. Give us five stars. Give us four stars. Give us three stars. Give us two stars. Give us one star. If you give us no stars, I'll just assume that we're doing it correctly. You can rate, review, subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast. We're available at Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Yes, we're still working on Apple. Yes, we're still working on Apple Podcasts, but right now, let's get it started. Let's get it started with, again, this is Ninja Journal of the Color Podcast. I'm your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. Yes, the Braves are currently losing 10-2 to on national TV. Uh, before we start, we'd like to shout out our members who have downloaded and listened to our podcast in Ashford, Virginia, San Jose, California, Boardman, Washington, Dallas, Texas, Frankfurt, Germany, Charlotte, North Carolina, West Palm Beach, Florida, Arcargana, Snellville, Georgia. We do appreciate the listen. Tell a friend to tell a friend so we can expand the podcast, okay? Uh, right now, the Braves are losing. Uh, they're going to lose a four-game series to the San Diego Padres, but Michael, we don't have a full team. We have a lot of injuries, so and it's the uh, first of the year. So let's go some highlights from our the only game that we won. Oh, God. 
Rams Raiders for Saturday games and Braves. Interest tonight's match of 998. Career strikeouts looking for 1,000. Ronald hitting 370. Had a terrific road trip.
game of the series. Yeah, they won, but they dropped the next three. They are now six and four. With this one tonight, yeah, six and four. Uh, but um, I'm still thinking they're going to win the World Series because no Freed, no Wright, no Michael Harris, no Iglesias. A lot of injuries. Darno on the Day, the seven day confession deal. So that's what we gotta hold on to. But I still think they're gonna win the East and make make the playoffs. Alright. Moving on to well, before I go, we have to fix the bullpen. Uh, Tyler Yates needs to be cut. C-U-T-T cut. Now we can move on. Alright. Okay. The draft is the end of the month and I'm seeing online, oh, side note, the Ravens have signed OBJ for a one-year deal for $18 million. I think that's to appease Lamar. Lamar wasn't going anywhere, so if he wants to go there, that's fine. He's a number one. The Falcons have spent a lot of money in free agency. They beefed up the defense. So they're picking 8th. A lot of mock drafts have them picking either a corner or a defensive end. Alright. Here's my thing. We've done enough in free agency to fix some of our needs. So that first pick will be best player available. In my opinion, if Carter from Jalen Carter from Georgia is available, you pick him. The running back from Texas, B.J. Rodgers, if he's available, 
again. So, first, if you get the best player available, which is the running back, nobody wants to nobody wants to pick a running back in the first round. So what? Yes, last year we picked a running back in the third round, but you can't bank on that every year. You have a diamond in the rough. If that was true, they would they would um have so many diamonds in the rough, but. This year, the, the the positions that are deep are corner, defensive end. So, you can pick the running back at eight. That would, be, that would solidify the offense, but hey, that's just me. This is what NFL Network is talking about. So hey, so why not? Why not go ahead and get get um what the hell? What the hell am I talking about? Uh, I'm talking about um yeah, you get the corner, the best player available. You're not pigeonholed into getting, but is I don't think Jim McConnell would be there and you can get a corner a good corner since you're keeping if you don't cut Hayward doesn't make any sense to get a corner right there so even though he's on his last year's contract you can go ahead and get a corner next year and get one in free agency alright alright moving on to the NBA the playoffs Playoffs are set. Well, not set. Uh, play in and playoffs are set right now. This was the last last week of the season. The play in starts on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. So let's go ahead and see what the experts say. That's right now has got your eye as a, as a team that hey look. This team could this team could go to the NBA Finals. Who are the teams in the West you think can go to the NBA Finals? I think that, that the Los Angeles Lakers is a good is a sleeper team of the, the West. They're not in terms of they're not a sleeper in terms of talent. Who can the teams James Harden the teams in the West that have some teams that you think that could go to the NBA Finals? I don't think that's out there. Sleeper team. I, I, okay, so I'm sorry. You said 
Oh, Phoenix is my green Jay Golden Chase. Drew okay. Pickham. So I think the one thing about with Mars is obviously I mentioned uh, the Andrew Wiggins uh, scenario not being in and not playing a lot. Uh, trying to come back right now in the playoffs, the greatest players in the world are coming up there and it doesn't work. Um, so I think it's that's a difficult. How's your over there, man? You seem more like a all right for the west for the west i think the ones that can make it the nuggets because they're the number one seed if it breaks right the nuggets uh lakers and golden state that's my top three if it breaks right i think the, the clippers can but I don't think they Paul George ain't back, and I don't think he's coming back for e, either the first or second round. So if they get him back during the conference, maybe in the East, it's the box, but for nobody else. As long as they don't get hurt, uh, I mean, um, what's his name? No injuries. Yeah, the Bucks are gonna go back to the finals, and they're gonna win. I think the Bucks will repeat. Uh, they'll probably play if they play Golden State. They'll dominate them, but. I think if it breaks right, Golden State can win the West. If it breaks right, because they just getting back what's his name. And everyone likes everyone likes the to have a repeat champion, but hey, they can do do so. All right, moving on. Star Wars was Star Wars Celebration. It was in London, and they announced a lot of stuff, but they haven't announced the one thing that I want, which is the renewal of the Bad Batch. Bad Batch ended this year, and they haven't announced it. I haven't seen anything, but they did announce the Ahsoka trailer. The Ahsoka, they showed the Ahsoka trailer, and it will be. It will be premiering in August. So check it out. is the Ahsoka series that will be premiering in August. They showed Sabine, Ezra, um, Chopper, the Ghost, and Harrison Dula. The cast of Rebels. Are you gonna see Zeb? Most likely, probably will. And this will be premiering in August. It's a bomb trailer, but who knows? All right, moving on to 
Mandalorian. The Mandalorian had three, I think it's three episodes. No, not three episodes. Had a Scooby-Doo episode, which was episode six. But regular, I don't, I don't remember doing episode five. So we're gonna check episode five. Check it out. Corsair looked familiar. I do believe my eyes. Navarro is now under the protection of the New Republic. I thought you'd hail me again, unless it's to surrender. I really thought Navarro was going to make it. They're swamped. They'll never get an answer in time. You... Scoop. I'm going down to the commissary. Can I get you anything? Thank you, and I'm fine. Have you ever heard of Navarro? I have. It's been some time there, in fact. I don't even know we have the resources. This isn't a rebellion anymore. We have a structure now. There's something dangerous happening out there. And by the time it becomes big enough for you to act, it'll be too late. Coruscant doesn't care. The New Republic has to know that the Empire is growing again. I just came to tell you your friend is in danger, and I thought you should know. You can't do it alone. And has risked his life to save mine, as well as the foundling in my charge. Reef Karka is now a high magistrate, and has offered me a tract of land on his independent world. And I want children who feel what it is to play in the sunlight. Shooting down the big ship, and you had 
Poker 10 as the leader. Alright, in episode 6, they're going to show you how to solve mysteries, because this was a Scooby-Doo episode, or an NCIS episode, and they had a lot of guest stars, such as Jack Black, spoiler alert, Lizzo, and Alice in Wonderland theme, so check it out. to believe you absconded with her son. It's a lie. <laughs> it's like always was to you. Who cares about fate? I love you. Oh, my heart's horrible. Axe Wolves is their leader now. It's going to take some convincing to get them to join us. <laughs> I guess we're going for a ride. Citizens have been harmed by these malfunctioning machines. This is not the case. We know that our nuts are considered the hardest working species in the galaxy. We would appreciate your help. Accusing the one of malfunctioning is an insult. Lloyd, 
Jack Black Lizzo. This was a Scooby episode, a filler, and it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I hope she did. I wanted her to do better, but she didn't. But it is what it is. Alright, there are two more episodes. Hopefully they'll be better than this one. And I hope they announce that the new Bad Batch season uh, next year into the two years like they did the last time. And Skeleton Crew. And I think they're going to, hopefully they'll bring back Carrie Dune. Alright, this is the News of Another Color podcast. I am your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. This is a podcast I give you current events, sports, whatever. Um, Rate us, review us, subscribe. You can do that for free wherever you get your podcast. You can do it on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Music. Google Podcast, too, and yes, we're still working on Apple. Give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, give us two stars, even give us one star. If you don't give us any stars, I'll just assume that we are just doing it perfectly. For one of our main stories tonight, this past weekend, yeah, this past week, the NCAA Crown 2 Champions, UConn in the men, LSU in the women. The women's tournament was better for consumption due to they had a villain. Not a villain, but they had one player who was making noise and it was Click Click Park. She was the star of the star of the tournament, I guess, because they took down the number one team, the South Carolina Gamecocks, who were 36 and all, I think, and they, they lost before the semifinals, and it was a good game. But Caitlin Clark went to the finals. She's a kind of a female Steph Curry where she shoots from distance and she shoots at volumes. And they just got dog walked by LSU. But overshadowing the game was a controversy because the star from the LSU Tigers, Angel Reese, uh, gave it back to a kid that was doing the same thing, but the adults in the room took over. But let's hear what the experts say. Welcome back to the show. Time running now before LSU wins the championship over Iowa. Angel Reese with the You Can't See Me celebration slash talk made famous first by John Cena and more recently by Caitlin Clark herself. <laughs> Here is Reese after the game. All year, I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't get got, got the negative. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this is for the guys that look like me, that um, that start to speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go on a rage every time. And, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I brought out girl women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. Well, she, she hit it on the head when she said, but y'all don't say anything when other people do it. Now, if she, if, if Caitlin Clark hadn't done anything, and I'll get to what she's done, and, you know, it was just... No, nobody was taunting anybody throughout the tournament. And at the end of this game, when they're about to win the championship, if she's looking at an opponent and doing all, I would be bothered by it. I would be like, come on, act like you've been there, you're better than that. But the context is that Caitlin Clark was doing this earlier in the tournament. And we'll show it, she was, when they played Louisville, yeah. you'll see she did the, you can't see me to you, an opponent by the yeah. fire. Yeah. Uh, during the game, and then she also told the girl, shut up, you're down 15 when the girl was talking or saying something. So, if it, she, Angel Reese is right. If you were going to be critical of Caitlin Clark when she was talking trash, then don't be critical of the black girl, I'm just going to say it, of the black girl of when she does the same thing. 
If you're going to be critical of one, be critical of the other. If you're going to let it go and praise it in its feet and oh how competitive she is, look at that. Then say that when the African American girl does it too. So I, I mean, I wouldn't want to see that, like I said, in a vacuum, but in the whole context, I completely get it. So I'm fine with what Angel Reese did. The entire reaction to this is steeped in so much sexism and racism. It's just it. It, it, anyone ignoring it, folks being like, oh, it's different because Angel Reese was the fourth leading scorer. That girl's a first-team unanimous All-American, most outstanding player. He, 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 Who's this? She was the fourth leading scorer. Yeah, she yeah. was in that game. She was the fourth leading scorer. She was the first team. Tournament. I'm going to run through three things quickly. First one is this. This whole weekend and the whole tournament was amazing for women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark was great for women's college basketball. Angel Wisdom was great for women's college basketball. That was the best played game of this tournament, either gender. Stop making all of it. It, it. it was outstanding. Everything was great about that this whole weekend except for the officiating in that game. Right. That's first of all. Second of all, like I said, sexism is there is an element of we don't want our female athletes to be as aggressive and swaggery as we want our man male athletes to be oftentimes. Unless, of course, you're a white female athlete, in which case, even though you are the baddest son of a gun on the court, as Caitlin Clark has been all year, the media will turn you into an underdog. She ain't nobody's underdog. She's talking all the trash, and she's backing it all up. And then we get to the third point. A tale as old as time. America does not like the braggadocious, boisterous, authentically arrogant black athlete. And whether you're a man or a woman, there are certain things that are going to set off the criticism alarms. And that is the black athlete that it doesn't just act like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. The black athlete that will say, I just kicked your ass and I'm going to revel in it. And it is especially galling to folks when they're doing that to a white athlete whose ass they just kicked. And I understand there are many, many people, some of whom work these show, those people I apologize, they are more bothered by the discussions of race than they are by actual racism. But the reaction this young woman received was racist. Flat. And you know who was not bothered by it? Caitlin Clark. Because she's because she does what she does. It, 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 she's a competitor. She's awesome, and she knows it's fair game. Right. And, and look, I, I don't want trash talk. Like I said, I wouldn't have liked it. You don't want trash talk. I love trash. Well, that, but that. You don't need to rub it in somebody's face like that when you just beat them, unless they do all the talk sure. too. And she's been talking like that. What taunting? General, you know, a little, little gamesmanship here and there. I'm cool with, but they don't even like men doing that nowadays. The NBA, they, the NBA. How many times you just look at somebody after dunking on you and they give you a tap? I think they do need to lighten up, and this overall shouldn't be the big story. The big story should be LSU, the championship, the way they, the, the one girl Jasmine Carson comes off the bench. San Francisco first half. I mean, that's and Caitlin Clark to your point was phenomenal, oh. and that should all be the story instead of this, because it really wasn't that big of a deal. I, I thought it was one of the most effective trash talks of all time, because I thought it was aimed at sort of three people, and not, it wasn't trash talk. One was aimed at Caitlin Clark, like, hey, not only like did you do this, but you also disrespected SEC, yeah. so like she said that, so that's one. Two, it was aimed at the media. But she knew the outrage that was going to happen, and she said it was on Twitter, and she wanted to be uh, herself. So that was like kind of two for one. And then three, the fact that she, in that quote that we played, wanted to be inspirational a little bit in, in, in an interesting way. Like, hey, this is for everybody who looks at me. It was an effective trash talk, and it was a good media... It was a little bit at Caitlin Clark as a lot at the media, it felt like. Like she expected, she, she knew what it was going to was gonna engender, and it worked. And it got people outraged, and the people that but it's went too far. What's so frustrating savvy. is the, should, the only reason anyone would have been outraged, except for the select few that were furious with Caitlin a week ago, of which I have seen almost none. Right. 
our folks that whether they they know it or not. Some people right now are watching saying that bothered me, that had nothing to do with race. Yes, it did. Whether you are recognizing, admitting it or not, seeing that taller, proud, imposing black woman taught that white girl something in your reptilian brain that bothered you. And it raises inextricably tied to this. And folks want to pretend it wasn't. It was. And I'm, that young woman should be very proud. And stand up at that press conference and say, I'm the authentically myself, and I'm going to apologize for it. I thought it was great. Okay. Coming up after the break, we're discussing the men's national champion. All right. For context, did you know Nick Wright either married or has either married or dated a black woman because he has a black daughter. Uh, second point. Um, Joe Biden put a 40 mouse talking about invite Iowa because it's a good sportsmanship thing. The only problem that I have with that is that Someone told, someone said that they didn't accept her apology, but this is the first lady, they made a mistake. The coaches, because it's, it's Louisiana and you know how they are, the coaches should have said, hey, yes, we know she made a mistake, you don't have to act like that, but hey. It is what it is, but you should not cut off opportunities. You never know because Joe probably run again and will go ahead and help the state. You never know when you get your opportunities and you, if you just cut them off, spike your nose for your face. All right. Uh, everybody is backing um, Ashley Reese because backlash was kind of crazy. Even Barstool got into it. Check it out.
Yeah, the dude from Barstool. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's a man, that's all it is. Shout out to LSU and all that good stuff. Alright, moving forward to, I guess, our final topic. If, as a man, you ask your girl to marry them and they tell you no, is the relationship over? In my opinion, it might not be over, but it's on the way to being over. Alright, I saw this on another podcast, so let's go ahead and get into the discussion. The original question, if a man gets down on his knee, I said families, it's over. Come to save my daughter. Understand why a man would feel like if he proposed and the woman said no that the relationship is over because I, I personally believe that it takes a man to just not go ahead and propose to the people right. it's just not something that's up so I believe it takes a lot of steps for a man to get to that point and men don't like rejection yeah Yeah. 
need some sense of security. Like, hey, you know, you know, we've been with each other forever. It's a death to his part to seek this out. Those are the words that set up Hera, you know, and and the Taliban are all cult. Yeah. So it's not so just a big responsibility. I don't think people really realize that that you got to put.
I appreciate all the people who download and listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. And we're out.